America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. Hey guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our pro- podcast. I wanted to mention that briefly that some of the clips are a little bit louder than the others, and that is because the app that we used, we had to call each other in order to actually communicate because we can't meet up due to the coronavirus. And so we just made this, and it's a little bit choppy. There are some edits that might not be that great. So just bear with it, but it has all the information that it needs. And if you guys don't want to listen to us, there are all the links in the description below. So thank you guys. And I also want to mention that I was inspired by Patriot before anybody comes at me. I was inspired by Patriot to make this episode. And this is where I learned a lot of the things that I learned. So thank you guys and keep watching. What to do? It's K and Zoo. And welcome back to... Cut the crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. So we already know what's about to go down. All right, we already know. Everybody should know by now the case of freaking George Floyd. And if they do not, you guys need to get on that and get look that education. But um, Haley has prepared for us a little speech, so I will let her first. And then I want to be able to discuss, like, just racism, casual racism, the N-word. And also, most importantly, why cops are getting away with what they're getting away with. Mm-hmm. And what's are in place that are allowing them to get away with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so I made this speech because I was so tired of listening to the news and the radio and just hearing about innocent people dying because of their race, sexuality, their gender, or their religion. So I wrote this. I said, people are dying from COVID-19. So why are we killing more people off? Why are people dying because of their race, sexuality, and religion? Why am I being mistreated for my gender? Why am I looked down upon because of my appearance? I should only be judged on my personality, my talents, my accomplishments, and my education. Not how much money I do, not, I do or do not make. Not mm-hmm. if I'm poor or rich. I should be judged for my heart. So why do you care about anything else? Why are people getting beat up because they are black, deported because they're Mexican, afraid of because they're Muslim? Why are people judging people for what they want to believe in or their religion? Why are people called disgusting because of who they date? Why are people told you belong in a kitchen, not in an office because they are a woman? Why do you care? How does it hurt or hinder you? Why does all that matter to you? Mind your business. Why are y'all afraid? Why are y'all afraid of equality? What harm will it bring? No more shootings. No more protests or riots. Everyone will be equal. So why does that hurt you so much? Why can't I be equal as you and not discriminated because of my race, religion, gender, sexuality? Why? We took a step forward when we elected Barack Obama as our president and took another hit back when he left. Why so much hate towards each other? A place we said was supposed to be sanctuary for whoever needed it. People come here to get away from their countries that are killing or harming them. 
They thought that they would be free here because we call ourselves the home of the free. But look at this. No one here is free. We are all discriminating against each other for things that doesn't concern us instead of fighting for things that do. So what if I'm different? Everyone is. No two people in the world is the same. And that is what makes people so beautiful because of how different we are. So why are we afraid of difference? Why? Why do I have to worry about jogging or sleeping on my own bed because I believe someone's going to break in and try to kill me because of my difference? Mm-hmm. And as people who are suffering discrimination are in the wrong too, not for fighting, but for only fighting for our own cause, knowing that there are other people being discriminated against and we don't try to help them because it has nothing to do with you unless it affects you. You are just as bad as the people discriminating against them because we are all trying to fight for the same thing, equality. We want to have the same rights as everyone else, but don't want to help others achieve equality too. How is that fair? You should stand up and speak out for everyone who's being discriminated against and never turn your back on someone who has the same goal as you. That is how we're going to get through this. This is how discrimination is going to end. We're the future. We have the power to change things now. We need to, because if this keeps on going, a lot of us won't have a future at all. For real, though. That. Especially, like, the whole future thing. Like, I know most of the listeners are probably going to be, like, seniors and juniors. Mm-hmm. And, like, to them, like, I really, really urge them to go out and speak up. Because if we're not the change, who will be? Nothing will change in this world if you guys don't go out and do it. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter... If you don't speak English, it doesn't matter. As long as you fight for what you think is right, then there shouldn't be a problem. Like, shouldn't right be. now, the way we're going, if you look at our our government system, it's old white men. Most of them mm-hmm. are old white men. And I'm glad to see that women are starting to take part of the government. But there's still mm-hmm. so much that we have to deal with, so much that we need to reform. And just, like, this whole year has been a mess but specifically towards um omad and sandra mm-hmm. her name is sandra right mm-hmm. like that that is really painful to see in our community especially even if you're in the latino community like i'm afro latino like we have to come together it doesn't matter what race you are we have to come together to fight for have this to. have to yeah like there was this one what is the point of shooting somebody almost 90 times 70 times that is just force that is unnecessary unnecessary there's no reason why somebody should be doing that especially with cassandra they did not announce themselves what right right. it's supposed to be like the second amendment whatever it's called like without a warrant you can't come in my house Mm -hmm. but they just knocked that in on killed the innocent person and while she was trying to defend herself they go out and shoot her and the same goes with another kid his name is joe marion and nobody knows about this case but he was a young um football player he was a scholar and he was chilling at his girlfriend's house when police a bunch of police swat team i think it was they came in and they shot him 76 times Mm -hmm. and they shot him in his body 76 times and they fired 90 rounds if that doesn't hurt you, I don't know what it I don't know what will because it's crazy, man. That also reminds me of the Brianna Taylor story. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, where she was um she was sleeping in her own bed. 
she was sleeping in her old bed. Yeah. And the police came with no warrant and started shooting and hit her eight times. And then her boyfriend did not hear the police knock or say that they are the police. So he grabbed the gun to defend himself, a licensed gun to defend himself, and shot one of the police officers. He didn't know. He called the police, too. They have evidence of him saying, I don't know who shot my wife. I don't know what happened. And now he is going to jail for defending himself because he supposedly attacked police officers when even the neighbors said they just started shooting. They didn't hear no knock. They didn't hear anybody say anything. It was just shots. That's all they heard. So, man, yeah, like I remember. A while ago, I wrote, like, this thing because I was sitting in bed. It was, like, 4 a.m. And I was really I was just thinking about, like, all these people who died of injustices. And I wrote, and it was, like, supposed to be, like, spoken word, but I'm not really sure. But it's supposed to say, as you, walk, as you walk away, he grabs your face, thrusts your body on the cold hood of the new car. You feel the crevices and calluses of his fingertips as his grip around your hand gets, as grip around your hand gets tighter and tighter till your hands go limp limp. You see the problem it, you see the problem is that racism is so deeply embedded into our culture it flows like a matrix system in an underground tunnel. So close yet unseen, unheard and unbelieved. You see when two people, same height, same hair, same face, the gun is directly pointed at the person with the darkest skin, regardless of who's behind the trigger. And with that, like, um there was a study done that I was watching on Netflix of mm-hmm. um, how many people would shoot at the darker person. And it could be a white person and a black person. They always, always shot at the black person, even though the white person and them were holding the same thing, almost wearing the same thing. Just mm-hmm. one was white and one, the other one was black. And they always shot at the black person. Yep. There's so many like people who did school shootings. They didn't get shot at many times. They didn't get thrown on the floor and handcuffed. And they weren't called these awful names. Instead, they just got handcuffed and walked away. And even there was like one, one shooting. I don't know which one it was, but they literally took him to go get something to eat. Oh, I, I I think I've heard of it, but I don't think I've looked into it. Yeah, they literally took... So one of the people who did a shooting mm-hmm. to get something to eat. But if it was a black person, they would get shot instantly for just reaching for their wallet, for that just is- coming out the car. They just get shot at. It's just for, awful. Like, freaking racism in America thrives like algae mm. in water, and it's sad. But, like, it it starts with casual racism. Like, the other day, I was playing PS4, and one of so-called friends was, like, um, like, I was playing Minecraft, and we were just, like, having fun, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, let me fight you or whatever, like, in the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, leave me alone, you coon. And I didn't know what that meant at the time, because, mm-hmm. like, I've never heard anybody use that word before. But mm-hmm. then I went. I went to go look it up like after we ended up playing like I turned off my console and I was like um what does this mean because like the other the other friend was like dude that's not right whatever and so 
it basically is another derogatory term for African-American. And I was like, that's really not okay. How is it that, like I said in my um, Snapchat story, how is it that a white person wants to fight for saying the N-word so bad, but when it comes to my right, they don't want to take it seriously. They're always talking about freedom of speech, freedom of this, First Amendment this. But what about my First Amendment? What about my rights when I get handcuffed, when I get killed? Like, Mm -hmm. not personally, but these people who got killed unjustly for no reason. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. No, you're good. But, like, now I want to go back to why these police are being, like, they get, like, paid administrative leave when somebody gets killed. Mm. And it's because there are systems that shield them from consequences, and one of these systems happen to be so-called qualified immunity. Okay, so... Um, Qualified immunity is a legal doctrine in the United States federal law that shields government officials from being sued for discriminatory actions performed within their official capacity unless their actions, quote, violated a clearly established federal law or constitutional right. That, you know, it might not make sense, but basically what that means, it makes it extremely difficult for citizens and regular people to sue the police an example of this is a man was trying to shoot a dog he came into their yard trying to shoot a dog or whatever and he accidentally hit an like a 10 year old little boy the mom wanted to sue and when she went to go bring her stuff and all that stuff the judge and them said well ma'am there was no cases that said that had a case where an officer was trying to shoot a dog and it ended up shooting a human or a kid so therefore it's she couldn't sue basically and it didn't pass through another example of this i'm gonna read a quote from the slate.com and it says the addition of a clearly established requirement has transformed Section 1983 into rubber stands for egregious police misconduct. It is almost always possible for a judge to insist that a right is not, quote, clearly established because there is no president with the exact same facts. Two cases from 2017 illustrates the absurdity of this rule. In one, a court granted qualified immunity to Deputy Richard Stavester, who shot a man to death in his own apartment for no reason. Why? The victim had, quote, no clearly established right not to be murdered in his home by a cop. In another, a court granted qualified immunity to Officer Terrence Garrison, who let his police dog mule a homeless man whom he knew to be innocent. The court explained that the victim had, quote, no clearly established right to be randomly disfigured by a police dog, even though it wasn't random. And another case, from it says... Baxter versus Bracey is when two officers received qualified immunity after sicking their police dogs on a suspect who had surrendered and was sitting on the ground with his hands up. Another case, this was actually, I'm not going to read that case because that was the case I just talked about. There was another case in which a police officer received qualified immunity after using a stun gun on an unarmed black man nine times while he was undergoing a mental health episode killing him. The officers continued to stun the victim while he lay face down on the floor with his hands cuffed behind his back.
They laughed as he died in front of them. This is the type of system that we have. The officers receive qualified immunity for using excessive force on a mental health pa- person, not patient, excuse me, on a mental health, who somebody who had mental health issues. And they laughed, but they got away with it. And this is just how messed up the system is and how we need to fix this because there is no way that this should be happening. And it just becomes a cycle because if there are no cases that show, oh, well, there were no cases that showed that he was trying to kill a cop or like he was trying to shoot a dog and hit a kid so therefore it's not valid because there were no cases on it and there was no cases on it because nobody got in trouble and if nobody gets in trouble then nobody's going to continue to get in trouble and that's why we need to do this and over here says under the supreme supreme court's current interpretation of section 1983 However, it is not enough for victims to prove a violation of some constitutional right. They must also demonstrate that this right is, like I keep saying, quote, clearly established, meaning a court has previously found a similar offense violated the Constitution. If the victim cannot meet this burden, the state official receives qualified immunity and the lawsuit fails. Notably, the words clearly established do not actually appear in section 1983. They are gloss that S-C-O-T-U-S imposed upon the law, a reflection of the justice personal belief that law enforcement needs wiggle room when making split-second decisions. Again, this is just enforcing the idea that if there was, quote, no similar offense, then these, it doesn't, like, the officers won't get in trouble. But if nobody gets in trouble, then there's going to be no cases. And if there's no cases, then no other officers are going to get in trouble, if that makes sense. But yeah, that's all I have to say about qualified immunity. And there's more. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about are the fact that police records are confidential in 23 states this includes new york which i know my a lot of my listeners are probably going to be from new york but if you go to the site that i provide it's project.wnyc.org it shows which states have their records on private limited or public basically what this means is that we will never know we can never search up of a officer has conducted misconduct beforehand unless like it was brought to the public like in George Floyd's case so it says here for New York you can search up your state they each have different types of laws police disciplinary records are confidential under the New York civil rights laws law 50a which specifically exempts police firefighters correction officers personnel records from disclosure but many other public employee personnel records are public this includes doctors lawyers and other things so you know if a doctor commits something wrong you will you can search it up like you can find it online and this is what our generation is all about like we we love to 
search everything up about everybody because you know we have the internet and yeah so like of course if a doctor commits something you can find it but if a police commits something it's difficult to find out about it unless it's like brought and they get in trouble about it like the video recordings right so with that even so there is a no there's no national database on police misconduct which is a problem because if we don't know what police are not what police are doing then how are we ever going to change it you know what i mean like it's hidden away for us to never find out and it's really upsetting because people have may have filed misconduct reports but we may not know which leads into the next thing which is police unions which i will get into right now next i want to talk about police unions and the problem with police unions is that when you join the police force and you join a police union you have to sign a contract and the contract states different rights that you have some of these rights may include the right to have your personnel records deleted after 60 days and this is bad because if an officer repeatedly conducts misconduct then they can just have it deleted every 60 days making it difficult for anybody to find out about what they've been doing and how they're a bad cop and not only this there is a thing called hold on let me read it to you guys it is called an officer's law enforcement officer's bill of rights and they have it in about like 15 states or so i don't know but it's basically like a built-in law like it's not in a contract because con there are different police unions and there are different contracts that may so help these police who are doing all these wrong things but basically an example of this bill of right contract for police it says that they have the right to review certain evidence including testimonies records before their hearing making it extremely like they basically can pull up a game plan they can make the narrative false they can do all these other things because they have the ability to look at all these records and they're the only ones who can do it because you know they're the police and it's wrong because if you're trying to be fair, how are, how is he going to look at all these records and he may, she or he may find a way to flip the narrative on the other person who is accusing them of misconduct when it clearly shows that they were being rough or whatever the case may be. So that's just something that is really extremely messed up. And even in some cases they allow them time to formulate a statement before they go out and talk about it which i don't think it's fair because again they can flip the narrative on the person so i just feel like this also needs to change in another study it showed that when deputies in florida got a union contract violent misconduct complaints went up 40 percent showing that these contracts and union stuff is making a huge impact on the way officers see themselves and on the way they hold their power. 
So this is most of my information like I mentioned before. I got it. I'm going to link all of the information below, but also the ideas that I got it from was from Patriot Act, which is on Netflix, which I really recommend to anybody who's interested. Go watch it. Like I don't want his show to end because there's not enough viewers so i definitely recommend watching it that's literally where i got most of my information from and he has all of the information written on the screen when he talks about what is going on and why these officers are not getting in trouble i think it was really important for me to bring it to this platform because i know not a lot of people may have netflix but yeah i just really really think you guys should go watch it if you have netflix which i hope you guys do because it is really informative on a lot of different topics that might interest you from Brazil to Trump and all types of politics. And he brings all the facts so you don't have to worry about whether it is credible or not because it's completely credible. And every single thing he talks about, there's always facts, there's always people to back up his claim. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Because like you guys have to look this up like qualified immunity freaking um confidential records for police discipline object disciplinary records it's on project.wnyc.org if you guys want to look it up and also the the appeal.org slash qualified immunity explained so yeah yeah it is but the good news is one of the police officers actually is going to jail. This is like the yeah, first time good. in that's, history, bro. That But that's the thing. Like, but only one of them though. One. Only one though. Yeah, it's and I was on TikTok the other day, which I'm about to delete that. I'm done with it. <laughs> Anyways on tiktok the other day and i was looking scrolling through the comments and somebody was like well what about the police officers that died in this year i'm like well you know what they have they know what they're getting themselves yeah. into i'm sorry that my skin color fade away they know what they're getting themselves yeah. into they have an oath and their oath literally says oh on my honor i will not betray my badge my integrity my character or the public trust I will always have the courage to hold myself and others accountable for our actions. I will always uphold the Constitution, my community, and the agency I serve. That is BS. Because I don't see that. No. No. And they say that stuff. It's just like how we sing that the national anthem about everybody being free and everything. And no one's free here. The The whole flag and the Statue of Liberty... It's supposed to show like freedom for everyone who comes here and no one should be judged and everyone have rights. But then you actually come to the United States and see that we're all just messed up. Like everything that we state is a lie because we're not following the same the same anthems, the same pledge allegiance that we quote every single day. We're not following it. But I will say it is a big step that he got one of the police officers got prosecuted. And even though people are like doing crazy stuff like riots and looting and setting places on fire, it's because we're so annoyed and tired of all these police officers getting away with murder and nothing changing. 
and this time everyone is just going crazy from already being in quarantine and now someone else is dying like it's just it's the last stop it's the last stop so people are getting upset and now it's it's working i must say it's working even though i don't condone it because they are setting places on fire that businesses and a lot of people losing their jobs because of that but it's because nothing was changing and finally there's change so yep honestly that's what i was like before this started like i didn't even know there was a protest but i wrote and i was like bro there's going to come a point where the American people are going to be tired. Not the American people, excuse me. African American mm-hmm. community are going to be tired. The people of color are mm-hmm. going to be tired. They're going to be tired of the injustice. They don't want peace anymore. We already tried peace. We tried peace for hundreds of years. And where did that get us? Nowhere, clearly. Yeah. So this, it wasn't just him. Like, yes, it, it was a catalyst. Yeah. And, you know, like, his life is is valuable like everybody's life is valuable i will always believe that and i will always say that everybody's life is valuable i don't care who you are and people may disagree well like oh this person should have died no i personally think that everybody's life is valuable and you know i will always love one another even if it's my enemy because that is what it says in my bible and you can disagree with that but anyways like i just people are tired of it and we just want change like these police unions these police this qualified immunity this blocking of reform needs to stop it needs to stop not even just that the racist system that is in it let's talk about it let's talk about how the freaking um african-americans are more likely to go to jail than white people they are more likely to be wrongfully convicted than white people how is it that, like, we're redlining, there's redlining the school-to-prison pipeline, like, there's so many, so many injustices in this system that needs to change, and it needs to change now, and I'm so tired, we're just all tired of it, and I can't wait for the next generation, because I know that we are going to be the change, and I'm just, I'm tired, I'm tired of it, you know? Hey guys, I just wanted to come on here to tell you guys that in the second half of the recording, it's kind of choppy and you can't really hear my voice because it was a problem with the audio. So I really apologize. I'll try to make it as clear as possible and I will do some other recordings as well. Hello? Okay, there we go. Yeah, did the other saving, the other recording? Um, yeah, well, I think so. Oh, okay. Um, wait, um, I was gonna, I don't know why my, it just stopped, like, talking. I don't know why, I don't know what happened. But, um, I was, oh, man, oh, I was gonna say how, um, it made things worse because now Donald Trump said, made a tweet that police can do anything in their power to stop these thugs. Mm-hmm. He called us thugs. People who are protesting for their rights, thugs. And they t- he told the police they can do whatever they need to do to stop us. Use force, guns, anything. Now he's giving them even more rights than they already have to shoot us. For, real. for protesting. Yeah. I know. And I-
Hey guys, I just wanted to tell you guys that it is a crucial time where we need to vote. If you believe in the Black Lives Matter movement and you believe that there needs to be change in police system, then you have to go out there and vote. And although I may not agree with everyone and people may not agree with me, I can give you one reason as to why you should not vote for Trump. The reason being is because ever since Trump got elected into office, hate crime has increased dramatically. I will also leave the the um the source on the source below, but here's a quote. There is a clear correlation between Trump campaign events and incidents of prejudice violence. FBI data shows that since Trump's election, there has been an anomalous spike in hate crimes concentrated in counties where Trump won by larger margins. It is the second largest upstick in hate crimes in the 25 years for which data are available, second only to the spike after 9-11. This is only showing that people were inspired by Trump. And we can see another clear example of the coronavirus. He not only called it the Chinese virus, which is also racist, but he told people to inject themselves with Lysol. And people did it. So it goes to show that even if, no matter what the president does, the president is the face of our country. And being the face of our country, people listen to him because he is he was voted into office when people think certain people trust him so this is why it's extremely important to vote and i really urge you guys to go out there and vote thank you that's all i have to say in this little segment i had to cut it out because you couldn't really hear my voice but anyways mostly i hate that he has the hats and all the teachers t-shirts saying make america great again and talking about how he's gonna make um the american nation better but like we're getting worse we're not even a nation anymore we're just going we're just fighting against each other because all this hate all this racism because ever since that he came and been elected all he's been doing is spreading hate and getting people to fight against each other for no reason like literally it's just it really gets me upset that a lot of people actually chose to vote for him definitely when his campaign said that he was gonna make mexicans get deported and build a wall and make mexican pay like it's like why would you vote for someone who is literally threatening to deport people because they're mexican that makes no sense it makes no sense like y'all want to talk about oh speak english in my country will keep that same energy when y'all come to dominican republic to our beaches on y'all honeymoon y'all honeymoons y'all keep the same energy when y'all come to cancun on your freaking honeymoon or your vacation the funny thing is though like there is no language literally in america like the funny thing is people be like in america you gotta speak english bro british people speak english people but people in english speak everybody around the world speaks english we don't have one language in america we did not make up english because everyone in the world speaks it actually here there's more hispanics than there is english speaking people like yeah, no, there's a, um increase now that it's not going to be um, predominantly white anymore, yeah. but that's a story.
But yeah, they want to talk about oh, like speak English in my country. Well, like, you know, I mean, you know, it's not your country. It was it was never your country in the first place. It was Native Americans, and y'all stole their land, and y'all still continue to steal their land. And if you think want to talk about it, let's talk about it. If you think about it, anyways, we're all immigrants. Let's start off with that. We were <laughs> none of us were actually born here. We all came and stole this property, this land. And build our whole nation on it. We did not. We were not born here. Talking about the the Chinese virus and being racist towards Chinese people. Like literally, there was like a couple of people online talking about they're not going to eat Chinese food. Like, how is a Chinese person supposed to come, go to China, get the virus, and come back and make your food at the same time? That makes no sense. You're being racist for no reason. But then. People are like, yeah, we should stop doing business with China, blah, blah, blah. But most of the stuff you're wearing is from China. Literally, most of the stuff in your house is from China. So you want to get rid of the person who manufactures most of your stuff that you wear and that is in your house? All right, then. Then you can go ahead and live in the streets because that's what you're going to end up with if we cut off ties with China. Literally, like they gotta keep the same energy if yes. they wanna. If they wanna talk about it, let's talk. Yes. I actually went to Yonkers and my grandma. It was literally blocks from my grandma's house. Like literally, she said it was right there. Like I could literally walk there from her house, and she said that she actually yeah. saw the woman get beat because um someone called the police on her because they said that someone was on the roof and. She, they said that um, when she was put to the ground, blood was spilling out her mouth, out her mouth. It looked like yeah, it, but it was blood, bro, blood, and she has a bruise underneath her eye. For what? For what? And like another thing that gets me sad is I was watching this other guy, and he was deaf. He he was deaf, I believe, and he got pulled over by an officer and. He was trying to get his freaking um, paper that says I'm deaf to tell the officers that, you know, he can't, like, yeah. communicate with them. And they dragged him out and started beating him. Another thing that I would like to mention is the fact of how they train police officers. They have 129 hours of learning how to fight, use their guns, how to basically kill people, how to handle that type of situations. But they have eight hours of learning how to de-escalate the situation. If you look at those ratios, you have to wonder, like, that's not right, you know? If you're training these people, these cops, to act instead of de-escalate the situation, that's what they're going to learn. It's going to internalize in their system and be like, well, I learned mostly how to fight, so I am going to fight. And also, I will leave the link down below if people don't believe me, but they train officers in that way, and it is not correct. And it's like, I can't give an example, but you guys understand what I mean. Just look at those Look at that ratio and reconsider. Like, um, other countries I know don't even have guns. Yeah, like, I think mm-hmm. the UK have to be in some special mm-hmm. force to have mm-hmm. And then we have us batons. And that causes less death. Less deaths. It would be yeah. so much more effective to use a blunt weapon 
instead of shooting someone because for all you know they could be doing something else they like they are not put not everyone is a bad guy not everyone is trying to reach for a gun to shoot you most people are just trying to show you oh here's my license here's here's the here's the information for my car you know the papers that i need to show you that you asked for me to show you and when i'm reaching for it i'm gonna get shot because you think that i'm pulling out a gun Mm-hmm. Hey guys, so this is a quick little tutorial that I found on how to stay safe if you're witnessing police brutality. I know a lot of people want to jump in, but it might make the situation worse because you don't know. You just you just stay away. Try to stay six feet away. Um, When you stay six feet away, you pull out your phone, you tell the officer that you are recording. And if they say, I don't want to be recorded, tell them, I refuse your request. It is under my First Amendment to record. I am going to record this interaction. You have to state the date and the time, the context that happened. You have to look at whatever injuries you may see on the person that is getting um, abused. And you have to write down any officer's name, badge numbers, anything that can identify them. And you also have to, let's see, well, yeah, that's basically what you have to do. Just be careful and do your research and know your rights. Thanks guys for listening. I know it's a little bit choppy. It's because the system we use, it sounded a little bit weird and I needed to insert certain clips so some some clips sound a little louder than the others. I apologize for that. However, I just want you guys to know your rights, to be safe out there and just, yeah, just be safe out there. Know everything. We will be talking about other things like redlining, school to prison pipeline, white privilege, and etc. because those are all important topics that need to be discussed. And don't forget this type of energy, this type of energy that you have for George Floyd. Don't forget it because it is crucial for our society. Thank you guys so much for listening and just enjoy your day, guys. Bye, guys.